All right. We welcome on return guest, our first return guest, uh, Dustin Baker, writer, editor of Vikings Territory, as well as host of Believe in Vikings, Brian McKinney. Dustin, how are we doing tonight? I am marvelous. And I wanted to say, I was thinking about this driving home today, thinking about being on the show. I think I've been on about 15 podcasts since I started this Vikings journey and probably about 20 little 15 minute radio spots around the country. And mm-hmm. this is my favorite spot to talk to you oh, guys. Man, I kid, I kid you not. Like the last time we talked, it was just fun. I remember doing it vividly and the conversation mm-hmm. flowed. It was never awkward. So I appreciate you guys biting me back. And whenever you need a guest to fill some dead air, you holler at me. Absolutely love to hear. I mean, we, I don't I, think it's going to be as fun this time. Yeah. I think it would have been really fun. A couple I was going to say that's the, that's the ego boost or the, the, the spirit lifter I needed. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure like many Vikings fans, um, we, we haven't recorded our episode this week and I can just see Kevin just, I, I, I'm, I'm not looking I'm, at him. I'm licking my chops. Yeah. I'm not looking at him, but I can here. just feel it. Um, so I'm going to do my best just to just to look at the camera and, you know, talk to you and I'll just kind of hear him out, the side, <laughs> out of my peripheral. Um, so, yeah, he'll, he'll be the Aikman. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Basically here. So if, hey, well, if that means I'm Buck, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think, know. I, I think you're that. a great Buck. Oh, right? thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate you're it. Ma- you're Manning. Yeah. OK, <laughs> I'll take that one. I got Romo. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as we kind of talked about off air, um, what we're going to talk about today is we are going into week 14. Uh, we have only a few games left, I believe, uh, five for most teams. Uh, so it, it, it's now at the point where playoffs are on the horizon. We can see it. We're all running through the scenarios in our head. Um, teams are in better shape than others. Some teams are surprising others this year where Kevin and I are notoriously bad at prediction. And some of yeah, us actually the, hit the some. The Chiefs are going to run away with that last Super Bowl. Some of us, you know, hit some, but other a lot of the time we don't. So uh, I want to kind of pick your brain as we're getting there near the end of the, the regular season. What's kind of jumping out to you right off the bat? I know it's both conferences are a little crazy um, for better or worse. The NFC's final wildcard spots kind of shaping up to be bit of a dumpster fire at the moment some hey, sometimes hey, don't talk about yourself like hey, blah, blah, blah. i'm just on. saying it, it's i i think what we've noticed is parody in this league like majorly this year i think every team you could circle it now with the vikings losing the lions has beaten each other like you can go down the list so and so has beaten so and so like all the way down it's it's incredible but like kind of gross so what are your thoughts on on it so far uh, you stole my buzzword, parody, P-A-R-I-T-Y. Um, indeed, I haven't, I've watched football since 1989, and I can't remember being this late in the dance without a team that is like, oh, well, you got to knock off the Cowboys from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to knock off the Jerry Rice 49ers. None of those teams exist right now. And that's because I need, it's believe it when I see it from card from the Cardinals who have the league's best record. I I don't think they have the playoff backbone because they haven't been there. So they, they could be there in February, but they have to prove it to me. So I'm not sold on them. And then I mean, their head coach got a job because he's just friends with Sean McVay. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, you know, sometimes that works for teams. Yeah. How dare you? Oh, and coaching ranks, those types of things matter. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I, it's certainly the parody. I think, it normally would be the Chiefs, but they were flat out not good for seven weeks. And mm-hmm. since then, I tweeted out about tweeted about their defense has totally turned around. It got a Jordan Love led Packer team. It got a anemic Giants team, and it really gave them a chance to hit their stride. So 
with a gun to my head, I would stick to my original Super Bowl prediction, which would be Chiefs over Rams. Um, but I was telling a coworker today about the AFC. Like, they're all fraudulent. Like, there is not one team. Like, when we, it's going to be so fun to watch these playoffs because any one of those teams can beat any one of them. It's There's not a – like, people still are enamored with Lamar Jackson, and he really isn't that good this year. It's no. only his reputation. The Bills are, like, a week away from being out of the playoffs – they're going to be seven and six if they lose to the Bucks, and they were the perennial front runner. And I think on the whole, what I'm surprised about the most is how the Browns are probably going to miss the playoffs. I guess it's due to Mayfield's injury and all the talent on the roster, the, just a beast offensive line that Vikings fans clamor for. It's not going to do the trick. Uh, so it's it's how wide open the AFC team AFC is because there are like nine good teams, but none of them are great. Right. Yeah. And so Dustin, I kind of wanted to ask your opinion on, you know, you talk about how no one's really established themselves as the front runner in the AFC this year. A lot of people having various issues. The number one seed right now, as much as, you know, we'd all hate to admit it is the Patriots who mm -hmm. seem to be back. And so with a quarterback that completed or only attempted three <laughs> passes last two night, complete two of them for 18 yards. Yeah. Most ridiculous game I've ever watched. Yeah, but ridiculous weather <laughs> games aside, do you view the Patriots as kind of a serious title contender this year? Because we we've talked about it at length this this yeah. year, going up to it. I picked them in the playoffs as a wild card, as like mm -hmm. uh, they're my kind of surprise team. Like you know, they were in hibernation for a year. I thought Mac Jones is going to you know basically step in and just not have to make mistakes, and they're going to do well on that defense and. I didn't expect nine and four after mm -hmm. 13 games. I mean, that's, that that's a little bit of a, you know, shock to me. I mean, as like many others. So that that's kind of the polarizing, I think for a lot of us, for the AFC is how quickly they came back. Yeah. They, I think they're a threat to get to the AFC championship, but I do think the uh, chiefs will be there in the end. And I think that the chiefs, would find a way to overcome them. And that's mainly because I don't trust Mac Jones in the second half of a AFC championship. Not because he sucks, it's because he's what, 22 or 23 or something like that. So they, I, 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 I'm documented on Vikings territory. I did pick Bill Belichick as coach of the year back in August because I did see them getting to your point about 10 and 7 and us being in marvel of that. But here's the deal with the Patriots. Everything they do, they're, they're three running backs who are all pretty good. Not great, but decent. Their defense is rip-roaring. Their receivers are all just WR4s in your fantasy league. This is the Kendrick Bourne. So disrespectful. This, <laughs> this is the exact same Patriots we've seen for our entire lives sans Brady. That's all it is. It's Belichick being Belichick. Now the question is, can they get to the dance without Brady? Probably not, but this is the like exact same formula they've used for 20 years. I mean, it's just early Brady. That's yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, like look at the early Brady, what he did. Like he wasn't anything special in the early two thousands when he stepped up. Like he, he obviously made plays and, and whatnot, but you know, is it far fetched to say Mac Jones is not at a very, very small sample size on the trajectory he needs to be to get those comparisons? Absolutely not. I don't think. Matt, but Mac he's better than have a victory in the playoffs this year with the taunt rule is what we're going to come to call it. <laughs> History echoes. Yeah. He, he's playing better than Brady did. Yeah. 2001 flat out like Brady. It's whole hard to remember now because of everything he's done. And, but he wasn't very good. And I think it's hard. Cause like, 
obviously the NFL in 2021 is very different than the NFL in you know 2001. So it, you know it, it, the 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 goalposts of that I think shift. So it, it, yes, but Brady is definitely was nothing special. I, I mean, there's a reason he was picked 199th, I believe it was, and you know, Mac it. Jones was 15th. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. The clip that I put up, Brady was nothing special. <laughs> We're just going to keep that one right there. Just, <laughs> maybe you just get that first, the beginning part of the butt in yeah. there, and then it just comes yeah. off. Just the great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dustin, what about you said the Rams in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. And I was told by a very smart man on this podcast who's not the guy sitting next to me that the Rams stink and that I don't respect Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> so, what would you say if you heard that? I would say, well, I would say the Rams you're do talk, not stink. Kevin, you're talking to yourself. Yeah, that's if, what I would say. If you're a Rams fan, I really don't know a lot of Rams fans, but they got their bullshit out of the way at a good time. They're not, they're not floundering in ground Christmas. They got those very weird growing pains after they assembled their Olympic team. They they f- fell on their face, and if that was going to happen, it needed to happen around Thanksgiving, not around Christmas. And they're so pumped full of talent. Uh, I I think that so – here's the deal. To get to a Super Bowl, you need a defense that's hot. You need an offensive line that's good. You need to be able to run the ball. You need a clutch quarterback. And that is the formula, the blueprint, and usually a good tight end helps. But all four of those things, I think the Rams have, and then they have the playmakers. I think they're going to continue to gel. I think there's going to be like a Beckham game where you're like, oh, my God, I knew he still had it. Um, and I'm not, I'm not like saying take it to the bank. The Rams are going to Super Bowl. But if I had mm-hmm. to pick, I think that they're just – I think their defense is going to gel and be a problem for the titans of industry like Rodgers and Brady and I guess Kyler Murray if, he, if he's there now. They're, they're the one team that if, if the Vikings were doing well, that I wouldn't want them to get the Rams in the first round. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh, I got very high on that victory, and I think to a certain extent, like you said, they were having those problems for a couple games. Stafford got a little addicted to pick sixes there for about a month, <laughs> and he he broke that this week, which is good to see. So I I don't think you're wrong, and I think that that might almost be kind of a not a dark horse pick at this point, but <laughs> it feels there's like a lot it. of people that are calling the Rams. I mean, any any team, any yeah. team that's in the so. wild card, you can always argue that's a dark horse pick, you know, even yeah. like, like last year. Yes. You had the bucks who were a five seed playing, you know, the four seed uh, Washington football team. And I mean that it is what it is division, you know, getting the top four seeds is always can be a little squirrely with that four. Um, but I think that the Rams, the only issue, I, like one of the issues I have with them is who have they like the teams that they've beaten have been pretty bad. Like I had a, I, I had a, a stat. I can't remember off the top of my head now that I met and I called for an episode or two ago where it was like the, the, the opponents that they've beaten their win loss record was abysmal compared to the teams that they've lost to. I mean, I did. I haven't seen it yet. It's it's as of late, as of late, you are absolutely correct on um, the last teams that they beat are the Jaguars, the Texans, the Lions, the Giants, and the shitty Seahawks. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, you're on to something there. It's a murderer's there. row of uh, – and, and it's just something like right – and there. in those games, it's not like they're losing, like, heartbreakers. You know, it's yeah. – a lot of that, Stafford has just looked flat-out bad. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I see it every single week being a Vikings fan – the PFF, you know, offense, the pass protection grades that you see, yeah. the Rams are on the 
to the top of the spectrum and the Vikings are on the other end. And it's like the production is nowhere near the, you know, it, it is what yeah. it is. Like Stafford, I have, I'm, I am not against Stafford. I am against, I am against the, the Holy grail of quarterback yes. narrative that is built around him. And I'm Me like, too. you know, he, you, you put him up like, you know, it's just on paper, you know, it's just, he doesn't separate himself and he has moments like this. It's like, it's not like he's a completely different quarterback. He's not some untapped talent, you no. know, in his thirties that the Rams just found Adam. Adam takes the hatred that Kirk gets and the love that Stafford gets. <laughs> it's just, and he takes it really. It's personally. just when a me- the media drives, <laughs> they, they pick out guys who are their narrative and they just say, this is who they are. And sorry, they can do all whatever they want to change it. That's just the guy they are. And, and it, that's, it should- it's bad. It's just, it should it is be the it other. Is. It should be the other way around. Um, not because of personas, but because Cousins was drafted in the fourth round and Roger mm-hmm. or uh, Stafford was drafted first overall. You'd think that the the sweetheart story would be the other way around. You, that. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to forget that when, I, especially I when Kirk forgot. was drafted in the same draft class as the number two overall pick, yeah. Heisman Trophy job. winner RG three, and he took his job. And RG three is still salty about it. Like. I, <laughs> I think that with in case I don't get a chance to say this, um, Derek Carr isn't quite as prolific, but I swear to Christ, you could take Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, or Stafford, put them on the Rams, and this season's going to go the exact same way. You have stretches of holy God, this guy is good, and then you have stretches where you scratch your head and think, okay, well this is what separates him from Rodgers, Mahomes, Wilson, Watson, and Brady. Um, they're just in this different tier. And then somewhere in there lives Prescott. Like he's not sure if he's elite or if he's going to be in the Cousins and Stafford territory. I I am convinced that if you put Cousins or Carr on the Rams, start the clock over, it's going to be about the same thing where some weeks you're like, I just knew it. He needed needed to have a good offensive line. And sometimes you're going to be like, gosh, he's just not quite elite. I don't know if you saw, it was like a popular on uh, a popular tweet. It was the Kirk scale. Um, yeah. you know, where Kirk Cousins is, is 1.0 Kirks. <laughs> and, you know, you have guys like Derek Carr is maybe 1.1 Kirks. Uh, but I think that fluctuates over and above. Well, like, it, it's like the dollar. It's like, yeah. you have to. Keep so like I, I, it. we had it talked about where Kevin in our two minute drill, he asked me, he's, you know, the rapid fire questions, all of them were, he rated, he asked me list of quarterbacks and I had to rate them how many Kirks they were, you know, big Ben was on there. I'm like, big Ben was at the time. I'm like, he was like 0.3. He was like 0.3 Kirks or 0.38 Kirks. And, and, you know, I, and in real life, he's physically like 2.0. But like, it it just, Mm -hmm. and, and it's a scale that always moves. However, Kirk plays, you know, for this season, it's probably the highest, you know, Kirk scale could be so far in his career. Um, but it's just interesting that you brought those guys up. I, I throw in Tannehill in that in yeah, that smorgasbord of quarterbacks that are, you know, you you put them and they can have these holy shit. This is the the best quarterback in the league right now. Moments and mm-hmm. they have ones being like, how has this guy been a starter for so long? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it it's so polarizing and it just I don't know it it is what it is. But I feel like so much of it's narrative driven and and a lot of these guys are quarterbacks in playoff hunts right now and yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see. And they have, they're always in the playoff hunt and how they, you know, go down the stretch, even though, you know, it shouldn't all be on them. There's but a, there's an appetite. Sorry. There's a appetite by the Vikings fans. And then I think pretty much any fans, probably Raider fans and Titans fans that are in the same boat that you have to decide as a fan, if you are content with Carr or uh, cousins or Stafford, 
or do you want to keep drafting in hopes that you're going to get the Rodgers or Mahomes? Because that could take seven picks and you're going to be habitually bad. That's what the Jets try to do every year, every two years. And you have to decide, do you want to build around a team around a guy that's about the 10th best quarterback in the league, 11th best quarterback in the league, or do you want to keep just salivating for Rodgers or for Mahomes? And mm-hmm. right now we're in the sal- or a lot of a lot of them are in the salivation point where they're convinced that when they draft the guy, you know, this April, he's going to be that. And in all likelihood, he probably won't be. And then you're going to sit there and wait for another four years. And, and then we'll make jokes about him like we do ponder. And then we'll go try some washed up veteran and we'll do it all over again. But, well, but and, the and, funny thing about that, though, is there there are, I believe, like far more Hall of Fame quarterbacks that are, you know, not in the first round than there are otherwise, you know, in the later rounds or even undrafted. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the, the, the Hall of Fame, the Pro Bowl, the All Pros, whatever you want to call it. You know, the guys, you know, Mahomes and Rodgers, arguably the, the best two quarterbacks the last few years in the NFL, they were a 10th pick and like a what, a 25th pick, mm-hmm. whatever it was. So it's like, yes, they're first rounders, but a lot of teams passed on them. And, you know, it's it just quarterback drafting a quarterback or evaluating a quarterback is probably the hardest job in, you know, the hardest thing to do in maybe all of professional sports just because there's no sure thing. You know, you have yeah. you, the, the laundry list of busts is, is longer than a CVS receipt. And, <laughs> and, you know, you, you have guys that you just hit that you never even expected. Like, well, and, and Dustin, I think kind of, I, I had a question now that we're kind mm-hmm. of getting into quarterback centric yeah. talk, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and your brand, I kind of wanted to ask you personally, Kirk's played very well this year, right? Mm-hmm. He, in fact, I think, is this like his best year probably oh, of his yes. career? But, yeah, well, like yeah. by a mile. Or yeah, because he doesn't have – by a mile. But. No, it, it is by a mile because he doesn't have the turnovers. Yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I kind of wanted to to ask you, he's given you a lot of reasons, you know, to kind of keep preaching the good word. Mm-hmm. Next year he's going to give you 45 million little reasons not to. I'm curious what you think about – you know, obviously, it seems like you probably want him to stick around. Do you want to restructure? What What is your vision of the future of Kirk and the Vikings kind of look like? This is my prediction, or this is what I want. Um, Maybe both. Yeah, I guess I could Ooh, you do boy. both. Yeah. So <laughs> I I wrote today on Vikings territory, and I've kind of chirped for about a month that all of this, if you're a Vikings fan listening, all of these next six weeks come down to whether or not Rick Spielman is a general manager. Everything about the next five years is dependent on whether or not he keeps that job. I'm convinced that if he keeps that job, that Cousins will probably be extended by one extra year to soften the blow of that deal. And then uh, Spielman will find a coach that can win with the guys that he's drafted. That's that's leaning toward what I predict will happen as well. Um, but if, if it's a new man or woman who comes in for general manager, then you're going to look at probably uh, a general manager that's like, this experiment hasn't worked. I want my guys, my coaches, and then I'm going to start shopping Kirk to the Steelers, to the Broncos, anybody that'll listen. And Adam, if indeed that's the way it goes down, if if, if your goal was to trade Cousins, this year has worked out wonderfully. Because mm-hmm. he's he like unless you ignore every single quarterback metric and you say, I don't believe that, it's fake news. Cousins is this year a top 10 quarterback. Like it's flat out science. It's in the numbers. Uh, So it's worked out wonderfully that some team with a good offensive line will say, yeah, we can make this work. Somebody like the Patriots, if they didn't have Mac Jones, like, hell yeah, we'll take that. 
Now that said, um, if if Zimmer was still around, which I do not think will happen, then there would need to be some sort of change because four years into it, and the best that you have is a very cool playoff win with the Saints. Um, so I would endorse the shakeup now to I think it'll be Zimmer. Um, but I'm even at the point with four years that they need to win and the status quo isn't working. So I think that will be a coaching change. I, I think it is silly to, to be anti cousins. And I've tweeted about that for two years. So I would probably endorse the extend him for one year. And then if you want to start grooming Mond, or if you want to take a stab at somebody in this week quarterback class, then so be it with your first or second round pick. Um, but I, yeah, I would, I would not willfully give away cousins because the fan base just thinks that there is a guy at the grocery store that can play better than him. Yeah. And, and that's, that's my biggest grievance with so much of this is people that are so quick to be like, you know, a blaming Kirk, especially for a season like this, like when your quarterback is, is 25 or 26 touchdowns and three interceptions. Um, and it, it's not on him. I don't care. Cause there's no garbage time. There literally is no garbage time this season. The closest thing we had was last week. <laughs> and it's and like heard the garbage time I, criticism. He's I like, just, oh, yeah. And yet, yet he, he did what he needed to do to win that game. After a horrendous first half, he did what he needed to do in the second half. I thought I was, you know, Denver part two. And I, I just don't understand how, like, no one, I'm not saying he's without blame, but he should be getting like a, a very, very tiny piece of the blame pie here. Um, there, I saw it on, on Twitter, the, the, uh, the stat of the, the drives that Mike Zimmer in, in clutch situations or his, in his defense or their defense has given up an O for eight or O and eight on defensive scores, allowing that in. I think it was like, since it was all games basically, except mm -hmm. for, you know, Seattle or, well, we went three and eight in those games. Um, you know, and, Though that's just because three of those games, Kirk bailed you out, and you know, or I guess three and five in those games. Sorry, uh, three, four, eight, and I I just don't understand how you can sit back as a fan, and you truly and these are people I'm like, do you really actually want us to succeed, <laughs> or are you the type that likes to hang back because there are many that like to be. No, see, I told you so, where they just didn't like Kirk from the beginning. They weren't a big fan of the price tag, which quickly got you know minimized by all the other quarterback signings that happen following where they like, I just have to stick to my guns here and hate the guy because I can't go back on it because I'm a stubborn Midwestern asshole. So, you know, there's many people like that. I have people in my family that are like that. I still love them, but you know, it just, it's not rational. And I think my, my thing is if, if we're committed, if the Wilfs know we're moving on from Zimmer, um, I understand it's a short week. We're not going to do it when we play, you know, in a couple days here. Um, if you're listening to this playing, um, today. And so I, I just, I don't understand. I don't want to wait and maybe we squeak it in the playoffs and it just prolongs you from possibly reaching out to your guys. You know, you know, I hate that the interview process can start, um, before the actual postseason ends. We lost to Fansky right before San Fran and, our offense looked like crap. I don't blame that on necessarily that move. This, you know, the Niners were very good that year. They went to the Super Bowl. Should have won the Super Bowl probably if Garoppolo can hit a deep pass. Um, 
But, I, and we and we kind of talked. I guess you mentioned the Detroit game. Yeah. Do we do we want do do we want to pretend like it didn't happen? No, I'll no, defer no. To I you mean, guys so so here's because... what I, I I told Kevin beforehand. Since we haven't recorded ours, we're gonna save a lot of the game talk on it. But we're we mm-hmm. can obviously talk about that. Um, the sad thing about that game, like we yes we we had a chance we should be six and six and right back in the playoff hunt. Or I mean, the, but the sad thing is we are a a game out. You know, it, yeah. it, it's that's how ridiculous the six and seven seed is this year where you know it's not over and but we our our room for error has shrunk to basically zero um you can drop one more game yeah yeah we nine i you know nine win four games four out of five the vikings will be in the playoffs absolutely and and those games you know the the two challenging ones obviously are against Green Bay and the Rams and, you know, never going, going to soldier field is always a trouble yeah. for us, Monday uh, night. especially, you know, on Monday night, we did it last year though. So mm-hmm. that helps me build a little confidence and how the bears are playing this year. Um, but, but with that lion's loss, I mean, Dustin, you follow mm-hmm. this team closer than anybody I know, which is saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think they need to kind of change? I mean, obviously there's big, there's big issues like the defense and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. what needs what switch needs to get flipped in order to kind of make that run and still be viable for that six or seven seed? <laughs> Boy, I really thought that switch would be flipped against the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, I, I really was convinced yeah. that well, I thought they were like you know a bunch of new dudes. I thought they were getting together, and then against the Cowboys backup quarterback, they were going to hit their groove and then you know contend for the NFC North. But I was vividly wrong i don't think that there is a switch like the only thing that they can do is stop the collapses at the end of halves like they have the dudes i mean except for the ones that are injured the litany of the injured dudes but it's like the defense actually plays well on drives that aren't pivotal <laughs> and it's so bizarre that you it, want you want the is you your want locker to... room like too nice they want to get back there like really fast <laughs> oh yeah it, it's some damn thing and it's like i i just if it would if it could be fixed it would have we've already seen we would have seen inklings of it and it's 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 apparent that at the end of the first half in the second half the other team is scoring and you might as well go take a piss, an extended piss, because that's going to happen. And so if that could be fixed, then boom, yeah, you could win the next four <laughs> games because they can beat anybody, they can lose to anybody. Um, the final thing I want to say on the Kirk topic, or, or at least the final part of this segment, is that before 2021 in all of human history, and then after 2020 21 in all of human history remaining, if a quarterback has 25 touchdowns and three interceptions through 12 games, your fan base should not be sick of that guy. Yeah. There, there is no accident that gets you there. It's not garbage time. It's not like, oh, he's just lucky. If the guy has 25 touchdowns to three picks, the guy should be celebrated, not chided and looking on to the next steps or the rookie. Like, the, like those numbers are wonderful, and it's what you build around. And I, I'll stare at I'll stare at those stats, and I'll be like, what am I missing? <laughs> and I, I and I, I do that frequently. Like, how can I be more objective about this? But I always get back to like, there's not many dudes who can do this. Uh, I, I now that we can actually pivot away from from Kirk and 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 the Vikings, I, has there been a team for you that you like going into the season that you really pegged as like they're going to make some noise? I know you alluded, you talked about the Browns a little bit, but do you have any team that you like really you just I, I messed up on or? I mean, I'm sure you're not alone in that, but that you're really disappointed 
and they just didn't make any noise so far. Um, but it's not looking their way. Ooh, let's see. So the Browns are the, they jump off the page. So I'm going to leave that one dead because that's kind of captain obvious stuff. Um, it's too easy to say the Seahawks. I've never seen them struggle when, when the Vikings beat them. It was the first time I've ever watched a Russell Wilson football game. And for some reason I wasn't scared at all. Mm-hmm. I was like, he either looked diminished for a moment or I was feeling great about the Vikings that day. My sober <laughs> ass. I don't know which one it was. Um, it's, outside it's wonderful though to watch the Seahawks struggle just a little bit <laughs> yeah it, it, excellent. it's excellent it's bizarre and it really heats up the Russell Wilson sweepstakes the first he, half was still terrifying of that yeah. game the second yeah. half that's where I was like wow what is this it's great <laughs> um I think then I'd have to like I always think because the Broncos have such a sweet roster like outside of the quarterback where you don't know if Bridgewater is good this week or not. Their, their roster is so good, like with receivers and defenders and defensive mind coach. I've waited for three years for them to take the next step and they kind of did. They're in the playoff chase. Uh, so what did I give three of them there? Uh, the bills are the one that's disappointed me because they have lost to teams and hung tight with teams that are trashy. They've had an easy schedule and they continue to have an easy schedule outside of this Buccaneers game. I think that they got too full of themselves too quick. The Bills Mafia people were like, we own this division. And they forgot that Belichick was allowed to have a down year with all of those COVID opt-outs and everything. So I think it's just beautiful to watch uh, the Bills people be all humbled uh, because their their rise to stardom only lasted for about 12 months. Uh, so I'm disappointed in them. Not disappointed in Josh Allen, but I can't understand how if it's so naughty to say the phrase establish the run in today's world because analytics <laughs> say you don't have to. That's what they can't do. And that's why they're not that good. Like they've got the dudes to do it. Decent running backs, just like the Patriots have. Imagine this. If you had Moss, Singletary, and Brita on the Patriots, Patriots would be fine. Mm-hmm. They, that's all they'd be the best running backs they've had in 40 years. Uh, so I think that the Patriots winning with fundamentals, it was like keynote display last night, uh, really is giving the Bills a comeuppance that they didn't expect and the nation didn't expect. I, and I will say, like we were high on the Bills this year. I think I had them in the AFC Championship game losing the Chiefs. You had them in, I the, had Super them in the Super Bowl losing to somebody. I can't remember. Which I wonder who it was. But uh... <laughs> humble is not a is not. You a, gotta a, go with your guys. Uh, I don't be one of those people. It's like we're gonna make it lose. Uh, I was expecting you to not go with your guy just out of fear of jinxing it, but. Maybe maybe we'll I'm find. Wearing out. my Bortles shirt. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no. I, I I'm glad you brought up the Bills. Just mm-hmm. I I had Josh Allen as my you know MVP pick. I didn't go with the the, the everyone and their mother picking Stafford. Um, and, and it's he hasn't looked in bad, but he's had some moments or some throws where you know old Josh Allen's kind of come out. You know, it was not Josh Allen a last year and. And I think it, it's hard because, you know, the connection with Diggs is is maybe not as sharp as it was last year or the honeymoon phase maybe is a little over. But Diggs is not having a bad year, but that's how crazy he was last year. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, and you, and you have guys like Gabriel Davis and Manuel, Corpse of Emmanuel Sanders or guys you're throwing Cole to. Cole Beasley, so. the best slot receiver in the NFL. <laughs> Cole Beasley <laughs> drops so like, – I have never seen a dude drop so many balls like trying to make ridiculous catches and drop all of them. Like yesterday – he, he, he made so many tries like comeback routes where he's just diving for the ball. And I understand the weather is balls, probably a rock and yeah. it's coming in with, with the wind, like a, a rocket. 
Um, but still, I, I just he, he just never made a catch. Yeah, uh, Dustin, I, I wanted to ask you something too. Mm-hmm. kind of looking ahead here. Now you talked about, you know, the Vikings having to kind of pull it together and try and make a, a run here at the end of the season. And that starts Thursday this week. Nice short week after uh, what happened last week. What do you think? I just general thoughts, I guess, mm-hmm. on the the Steelers matchup and what they can do <laughs> to kind of right the ship here against you know Big Ben, who is decrepit but kind of a talented supporting cast. Uh Big Ben is decrepit until the game's on the line, and then he gets good again. <laughs> Watch Steelers games; it's yeah. like he looks like an imbecile until about four minutes left in the fourth quarter, and then yeah, he's that good Chargers again. game was bananas. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I remember yeah. watching that. Um, so gosh, this is if the Vikings would have, you know, beat San Francisco and beat Detroit, then this would be a game where I'd predict, oh, they're gonna get complacent and lose to Steelers. But history has <laughs> changed. Um the every single fiber of my being tells me this game will be close. I don't see a blowout in either fashion. But with the Viking, I I think being at home. And feeling the embarrassment from the coaching staff, the players, Hitman said they were soft, came out and said they played soft. Uh, we already know that Cousins has it in them to win in that building. No offense, Kevin. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I think it's 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 bananas to steal your word enough that I do think the Vikings will win. I think 24-17 is what I'm going to predict, but th- that doesn't mean that I think they're gonna start some sweet run to the playoffs. I I I gave up those hopes. Ooh boy. Oh God, they kind of lured me back in with the Chargers and the Packers win. Yeah. But once I think once driving home from the Cowboys game, I think I realized that nope, they're not very good. They they the win games, they'll probably find a way to get to the postseason. And uh, I went to the San Francisco game and I decided on the flight home that I predicted to myself the Vikings will find a way to get that six and seventh seed or seventh seed. And then they're going to play a playoff game exactly like I just watched, where they're going to look good enough to be in it. And then there's going to be a Cousins interception. There's going to be some weird shit, and they're going to lose. So uh, I think they'll beat the Steelers. Then any, any, anything can happen against the Bears. Uh, but no, I, I unfortunately, the high hopes that I had for what I considered a talented depth chart, um, those are gone. And I am excited about an, an era of change upcoming. I kind of feel like you guys and the Steelers are like the Spider-Man meme this season yep, where absolutely. Yeah, I think the Steelers thought that they had a really good shot still. And it's for totally different reasons, you know, mm-hmm. Big Ben versus Kirk Cousins, but it's kind of similar. My other question about that game, uh, Justin Jefferson over under 300 yards with Steeling <laughs> out. Uh, how, how, I mean, how many, what he had almost 200 I mean, he had, last he had week, like right? All of it with, you know, played last all last week is, you know, feeling out. I believe it was the first possession. Yeah, he's a dude that you can get away with hyper-targeting. I hate that he's on your team. <laughs> I really wish his name was Jalen Rager and the Eagles mm-hmm. front office wasn't stupid, but you know, here we are, and that's what I got to deal I with. I mean, we well, can say that about the Niners front <laughs> office being stupid and not drafting Rodgers way back when. Uh, that was I mean, McCarthy. you can always go the, you the know, long game. damn you teams for <laughs> drafting the <clears throat> rivals' best players. Yeah, but that one's pretty pretty stark. Lucky, lucky for you, Kevin, if the Vikings opt to do an actual rebuild, which I don't think they've ever really done ever or in my lifetime, you're not going to have to worry about Jefferson staying with the team because if he goes through four losing seasons, like 
like everybody wants a rebuild until they get a rebuild. And then you were yeah. like, Oh shit, three and 14. I don't want this. This team sucks. <laughs> yeah. Fire the coach. Let's start over. Let's get cousins back. Uh, Jefferson will not stay with this team. If they start rebuilding, why would he, I mean, he would have more yeah. of a case to get the hell out than Diggs. So mm-hmm. if you want Jefferson to stay on this team, uh, the rest of the dudes that are aging like Kendricks or Hunter, blah, 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 which I don't consider aging crazy. Um, then you want a different coach to try to win with this roster. Uh, yeah, you would think the Steelers should be able to pinpoint Jefferson and make Osborne beat you and Conklin beat you. Uh, I, but I've said this little speech probably five times on my Vikings podcast that Cousins is used to this. He's thrown two dudes in Washington his whole career that are decent. Jamison Crowder-like, Pierre Garçon, a reduced version of Sean Jackson, Ryan Grant. Uh, he used to distribute the ball to all of these guys that nobody's really heard of. So when he gets in those situations, of course it helps to have feeling. Um, but I think for Cousins, it's like going back to basics. Like, all right, well, let's just fire up some some of these passes to these guys that I don't know their names. Um, so I never really sweat it when Kirk has to take command of distributing the ball. Um, but no, 300 yard. No, I think Jefferson. <laughs> and the thing is, the Steelers, they always – like it's like you hang your hat on the defense. So I could see them masterminding some scheme where Jefferson only has three catches for 20 yards. And then the Vikings are forced to try to run the ball and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I wanted to, to bring up a, uh, another point. Um, so obviously with Thursday coming in, do you have, I, you know, I know Kevin alluded to, you know, with, with Jefferson, like we have guys on our team you know, obviously Thielen being out is huge. Uh, and, you know, of course we had Zimmer with the cryptic, oh, he'll play again. He'll be back at some point this season. Mm-hmm. Who knows if that's a week 18, you know, against the against the Bears at home to go eight and nine or whatever it is. Magic eight um, Zimmer, like, but, again later. but who knows how long that actually is. A high ankle sprain, you never really know. You look at Michael Thomas, he's been out for mm-hmm. forever with something similar <laughs> like to that. Four years, yeah. And, and so... <laughs> You, you know, is he ever going to play? We don't know. But we have guys on our team like, you know, KJ Osborne, I thought has it obviously made massive leaps from what he was. And I thought he did just fine. Mm-hmm. Conklin has his moments. And and Madison, like, yes, he's not Dalvin, but it's not it's not all hope is lost. It's not like, all right, we only got Jefferson. Hopefully he just goes, you know, super saying again, like he's been on his tear that he's been on. So, like, what what do you see? I mean, obviously, you could all say the keys for the game, mm-hmm. you know, maybe keeping Kirk upright, but I feel like that's a blanket statement. I mean, <laughs> yeah. keep your quarterback upright. That's probably going to be beneficial. Score more points. Yeah. So, what what are your kind of going into Thursday with it short week, mm-hmm. all the, the rebounding that we need to make? What do you have on, on your mind here? Oh, I hope this isn't a blanket statement, but in the games that the Vikings are successful and it doesn't feel like it's all vanilla is when they're converting on third downs. Let's just go go through the wins. Look at the box scores. If they're upside, right side up in third down conversions, they're triumphant. When they're in the sewer, they lose. And it's not that uh, difficult to comprehend. Normally, the Cousins Vikings and even like the Bradford Vikings didn't really have a hard time on, for the most part, on defense or offensive third down. If they were average, still did the trick. But uh, this year, they're I think they're like 25th or 24th or something not good like that. So that's why it feels frustrating on offense or it feels dink and dunk is because uh, they're not converting third downs and then drives die. Uh, for the record, I don't think Jefferson will be shut down. It just wouldn't surprise me if Tomlin had something like that up his sleeve. I think he'll still get his. I think that because it's at home, it's prime time. Uh, I think the offense, it'll. I 
pretty sure it'll be the good version. Uh, I'm with you, Adam, that Dalvin, or excuse me, uh, Madison, even though he doesn't quite have the the dancing ability, um, the line of scrimmage and the vision that Cook has, he's still a darn good running back. He's like a little junior bowling ball that can hurdle people. <laughs> we haven't seen one of those. Maybe, maybe I'll, make, I'll make that my call. We'll see one of those sweet hurdles uh, against the Steelers. So I think it'll be the the second half version of what we saw against the lions against the Steelers uh, in terms of offense. So the keys to the game are convert on third down, which is pretty elementary. And even though Jefferson's going to be given a lot of attention, we've already seen that he can get open. And one of Kirk's defining traits that <laughs> it, it, I guess it's overlooked is that he's accurate as hell and yeah. he can wiggle it in there. So I, I, I think I think the offense will will be fine, but it really did feel like when Thielen went out that it was like, oh, God. And it was like uh, almost like when Everson Griffin was lost in 2018 with his mental health thing then, the team was like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I got another one for mm-hmm. you. This is this is a little hypothetical. It's sure. a little, you know, you know we'll, we'll find out if actually this comes to play. I think many are thinking, say the Vikings – Say the Vikings don't make the playoffs, or if we do make the playoffs, it gets to the wild card, and you know we we play well like we did against San Fran. Maybe don't pull it out. Maybe we do a close one like we did, you know, down New Orleans a few years ago. Mm-hmm. We get you know bounced pretty quickly after that. The Wolves decide to part ways with Zimmer. We mm-hmm. move on. You know, quick quick trigger. Who's the guy that you? I'm like, I got to have an interview with him. I have to get him in the building and not let him leave. Do you have any candidate? There are a lot. You can go into college, you yeah. can go coordinator. There's a ton of names out there right now. Uh, which direction do you hope the Vikings go? Not what you think, maybe what mm-hmm. you hope for. I usually don't like monkeying with college because it always, to me, it seems gimmicky. I know that it has worked successfully with Kingsbury. Shot, even though, shot in the dark, I feel like, with college yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't like the the risk of that even though it might work. I mean, it took Kingsbury three years to get cooking. I mean, name one coach this year that it didn't work for. I, don't, I can't even think of one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Get an interview. It's it's kind of the, the, the big hitters like Leftwich and Bowles. I mean, you just go pluck that Super Bowl winning staff and uh, you get a coach of color. I like that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I'm sold on like the Day Bowl and Joe Brady. Well, Joe Brady was who my my – co-host wanted <laughs> I have to ask him about that tomorrow night that, yeah that from I, I, I st- i'm staying very far away from joe brady i, yeah. I don't know that that's well, yeah, like stinks be- on him now yeah i think that it's cliche in uh vikings territory and pioneer press writer bob sansevier even put in the headline to avoid the enemy uh but i disagree with that i think that there's some poetic nature in the fact that the enemy has been passed over by like 14 teams in the last three years uh, he started his professional career with Adrian Peterson and Chester Taylor. Brian, McKin- Brian McKinney has point blank told me that he's strict as hell. Um, so we'd have a pretty tight ship. And I think it would just be kind of cool that BNME returned home to the Wolves who gave him his first job and see what we could do there. So I think I think what would make me smile if it was announced tonight that the Vikings had a new coach in a mystical world, I think the BNME thing would be cool because it would come full circle um, on giving him a start and it would have felt like it was you know for a reason that so many teams passed on him and maybe the vikings could make something of it, it, it it's interesting you bring up the enemy because i know like that's the big thing where they talk about how he's been passed over mm-hmm. but like are we sure in the last couple of years he just like 
you know, I'll go, I'll go sit with people because it's, I'm not going to, you know, I'm always going to, I'm not going to just slam doors shut. I'll listen to them. But he's like, I got a pretty sweet gig here. Andy Reid's not going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. I got Mahomes. Like, I don't it's like it's pulling a Josh McDaniels. Yeah. It's, it's like Josh about? McDaniels. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe these guys have not been hired yet because they don't want to leave. Like they know they have an aging head coach that they know they've already heard. Probably the keys are yours when they want to step down. So I, I, I don't, that that's a, I would love to have that kind of connection that, that tie. The only concern I have is how much of it is read, how much of it is mm-hmm. the enemy. That's um, the gamble. You know, you know, and I, I love, I'm a big Kellen Moore fan. Mm -hmm. I think he's a little too green still. And I worry that he, I don't know if he commands a locker room. And and I, you you need Mike McCarthy for that. I I just, watermelon. like, I know he is, I know he's the brains behind that operation, (laughs) but do I, do I entrust him to, to, you know, captain the ship? I maybe, I don't know. It's a, it's a shot in the dark. <clears throat> it worked out for some guys like McVeigh and, you know, some of the younger guys in there, but I, I don't know. Dable's interesting. The run game in Buffalo is that really scares me because mm-hmm. I don't want him just to be like, well, fuck it. We're just going to air it out, which is that's fun. Yeah. But it, 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 it's neglecting. It Cook. sounds kind of like you, you're wanting to go with an offensive guy. I definitely want offense over I, a just defensive. Be, I did and say bowls though. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah you, you did. Yeah. You did say Bulls and Leftwich mm-hmm. is interesting. I, I, I don't hate Leftwich. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, the Super Bowl. You know, obviously, whatever they had going on down in Tampa, you know, might as well try to tap into that. Um, and Leftwich is from everything we've here is kind of just turning into like a mini Arians, which yeah. Arians has always been a great coach, and and I like that he, you know, he's played the sport at a very high level and at a pretty good level. Brian Leftwich was was pretty good. So well, I, I got a question for you guys. I'm going to ask it to Kevin since he doesn't give a shit about the Vikings next head coach or <laughs> he, he just wants the worst candidate. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I give a shit. Do you guys, Kevin, do you realistically think mm-hmm. if the 49ers miss the playoffs that Shanahan could be fired? I do. And I think that it kind of snuck up on everybody and we've all kind of collectively had, you know, an epiphany this year. We go, I mean, they were they were really good like one year and then it's just been this promise. And not <laughs> only have they been like, you know, eight and eight, I mean they've been bad a couple of years. No, they and, haven't even got to eight and eight outside of the yeah, Super Bowl year. Yeah. And so I think that it's possible. I think that the only thing that I think might, you know, kind of dissuade them is that and I think part of it is the reason he hasn't used Trey Lance very much yet this year, because you got to keep that horse in the barn. And you got to, you know, come to them after this year and you got to say, look, we got this guy. This is my guy. Yeah. I mm-hmm. chose this guy more or less. I can make him good. So I don't think it happens this year. Just but because if, I, yeah, the, yeah, the quarterback but if happens, drafting. But if next year they're not good, then yeah, I think he's gone. Then he's putting a lot of, he's ahead. putting a lot of eggs in his basket then and Lance oh, yeah. being the guy next year. Um, Cause the fact of the matter is, is that he's only one more, than six games in a season once. And yeah. he's kind of like Stafford for coaches. Universal, give me a hug. You're always good, and we're going to love you, and the media loves you because you got the cool last name and your dad won a Super mm-hmm. Bowl, and you got the Super Bowl when you were so young. There's a universal sympathy test. But with, with that little snide speech I just gave, I would take him number one with the bullet for the Vikings. 
Oh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. he, he does have the Minnesota tie. He was mm-hmm. born in mm-hmm. Minneapolis. I mean, and you know, he wasn't here that long, but yeah. hey, you know, it is what it is. But, but, hey, but Adam, the hilarious part is, is that he would run the ball more than Zimmer. Yeah, no, that's that's true. <laughs> that's a little terrifying, but it yeah, looked but, pretty but damn good against Delvin us. Cook day one and get a bunch of guys off the street <laughs> yep. I've never heard of. He's like, I oh, need a yeah. committee. I can't have a bell cow. What is this? Um, but yeah, that's that would be my endorsement. It's just that I don't know with you're talking about his ace in the hole with Lance, that's probably what happened. It's almost like Zimmer not having anybody on his staff that can take his place. <laughs> it's like, it feels <laughs> like it's cerebral. Like they both like, st- uh, th- I think Shanahan stashed Lance and said, whoa, 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 next year in case we, we don't do good. And then Zimmer this year is like, all right, well, Gary's got to leave because if I get canned, I don't want anybody taking over. Yeah. Play, playing the potential interim game with the Vikings I, I tried it and I don't know him as well as you guys, but I'm looking at it going, all right, well, you know, you're not going to put any relatives up there. You're not going to put Clint up there. <laughs> uh, I don't it's, really it's, know where you go. It's going to be Andre Patterson. Uh, <laughs> would, would most likely, I mean, he's he coached from, Cal you know, Poly. Yeah. In the he's, 90s. he's going to be, would be the interim. I would think mm-hmm. um, yeah. just makes the most sense. I don't <laughs> Clint would never be promoted to interim. Uh, that's where I, I knew there was like a fake, Adam Schefter, whatever went on, like someone, you know, took Adam Schefter's profile, changed his the name, and they tweeted out like Zimmer's been fired, and it said, you know, Clint Kubiak's been made interim, and everyone was like, oh, see, that's where I knew it wasn't real because no way in hell that's happened. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, Dustin, I had one question that mm-hmm. I'd be remiss if I didn't kind of. It's it's not so much a question as more of a, a business pitch. Oh boy, Ooh. you hold far more sway with the Vikings community in general than I do. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of pitch my idea to you and see what you think about it. Is this Every, a Packer fan idea? Uh, kind of, but it's okay. about, it's about the Vikings. And it's okay. about, it's about your boy Kirk. Okay. So offensive linemen and actually just all the NFL players, you know, they all got the name on the back of the Jersey. Have the Vikings considered putting the name across the butt? Of their offensive linemen, kind of like the juicy sweatpants from back in the day. Oh, wow. And and just making sure that Kirk knows exactly where he's supposed to go before the snap. Does that sound like a good idea to you? So I I had a feeling this is why I asked if it was a Packer fan question. And indeed, it is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that costs us a timeout. Uh, I I think that I would endorse the juicy or whatever whatever dad joke that he wants on on the back there. Um, Yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. Um, of course, because it, it's Kirk, it was amplified to, to high heavens or all hell, however you want to say that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was one of those things where it's funny. Mm-hmm. And I think you've you've kind of been a positive influence on me where I, I acknowledge that Kirk is playing really well this year. and Because you'd, you be, you'd be dumb to not acknowledge <laughs> I mean, come on. I've said a lot like, of dumb I mean, things, you though. can't. I mean, like... I, that's within my wheelhouse, but... But I acknowledge that. And I, the first thing I thought was, well, it's funny. The second thing I thought was, oh, my God, people are going to run. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. It, get, was... it gets everywhere. I mean, I'm, are you happy that you got that in there? I, I am. I was kind of waiting for something I, like that. I and... laughed to myself when I thought of that. Today of course you did. For like a while. <laughs> I'm glad. Like, I, think, I think the when you talk about my sway in the community, there's also the misconception that I am the Kirk guy or that I <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, I will, I, I tweeted it after the Niners lost that I, I swear on everything that I think he is basically Carson Palmer. And for me, I think the Vikings can be successful with that. Now I think the perception of me is that 
Cousins, I perceive Cousins as a top five guy. And I've never, ever, ever even thought that. There are stretches of games where I'm like, God, he's looking good. But yeah, I think he's just like Carson Palmer and uh, Tony Romo in spots. Just like that, that tier. That's where I think he lives. And I've been through, I've been started the Vikings Phantom in 96. I've been through all these dudes. And to me, I'm like, this guy, this guy's pretty darn good. And that's my, that's, I, I, I wish that I could dispel this fact that I'm the ultimate Kirk guy. Cause when the next quarterback comes, I guess I'll be the, the ultimate next quarterback guy. Yeah. Like I, I said that during our first interview, a refreshingly level headed down to earth. Hey, <laughs> really not what we specialize in here at third and forever. And, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate because it's like, of course you're going to be posting, you know, a lot of Kirk driven stats, just, just because it's relevant and, and you know, it had this been years ago, it'd be ponder stats most likely. And you know, it just, and they wouldn't be as good. It, it just is what it is, <laughs> but you know, I'm with you on like, I'm never going to root for him to do poorly. I don't I just don't understand that part of fandom for some people, but you it know just, how we, you know how we said that, uh, there's people that sit with arms crossed and they, they said they didn't like Kirk two or three years ago. And now they just want him to fail so they can be right. Yep. When, when he goes to the Steelers or the Broncos, I'm going to do that too. I'm going to oh, yeah. hear, I want them to go all the way to the conference championship and the Vikings are out. I want them to go win it because I want the world to see what I was talking about. I, and I think that's a sad thing that every, like a lot of Vikings fans know deep down, like if Kirk, goes to say San Fran or to Pittsburgh or to Denver, he's probably going to be really damn good. And <laughs> he probably will go deep in the playoffs. Hell, he might even win himself a Super Bowl. And we're just going to be like, this is our punishment for <laughs> half of the fan base. Just wanting this guy out of town when he's been our best quarterback since Fran fucking Tarkenton. So I'm like, I just, I don't know. It's crazy to me, but ah, I just, I can't, this week was really hard on Vikings Twitter, man. It's just, it's bad. But oh yeah, there. I got. Oh. <laughs> I got in a, a couple. Like there, there's people taking these victory laps. Vikings fans, te- people who love the team, they're taking victory laps about them being right about Zimmer. Yeah. And I, I said to one guy, I was like, this is like a Packer fan tweet. Like you're rubbing in the fact that the team is going to miss the playoffs. That you were right about the coach not being very good. Like, what? Why are you dunking on people? saying that, you know, I was, it's like masturbation. You're like, I look at me. I was right for this past year. It's like you're in agony and you're doing this. Uh, I I haven't quite understood it um, on look at me. I was right because the doom and gloom was correct. It feels like the antithesis of supporting a team. The things people will do to make themselves feel better in their darkest moments. It's just, (laughs) it's just, man, like Twitter, like Reddit's really, really bad, but like, Tumblr, you don't want to go into there. Like that's a terrifying place. Like I, in their feelings. I think Twitter's worse than Reddit. I don't I think know. People think that Reddit is what 4chan actually is. Like I don't know. <laughs> I just think the thing I about think Reddit. The worst. Reddit, it's like like yes, you have Twitter where it, you have a lot of people that can be that are anonymous. They're just you know fake. You know you can't really see their actual person. You know for everyone here mm-hmm. in this room, we don't do that. We are we play. You know we we act as ourselves. We're not being a bit or a character. 
and I think some people Except will take the, advantage the, of the that. burners, but yeah, yeah. I can't, I, oh, I bet you have burners. I don't actually. I, I, I should that's have burners. A lie. It would be better for me if I had. Probably. Burners. Do yeah. you want to hear a funny Reddit story? Yeah, so I don't absolutely. know. The only thing I know about Reddit is when I search on Google, and sometimes you'll have some answer from Reddit. That's my extent of knowledge. But my so the the guy who the the Godfather of Vikings territory and property is purple PTSD, Joe Johnson, he died in July and he was mm-hmm. a close friend of mine. And in 2015, he was big on the Reddit scene, the Vikings Reddit or Reddit of, mm-hmm. I don't know what it yep. is. And uh, Joe is, or was notorious for getting into beefs with people and typing up a storm. And this was 2015 and he got into some hardcore argument with somebody on Reddit. And the guy said to him, well, you go start your own fucking website. Then if you, if you know what's right, and he did. And now his websites, <laughs> I kid you not, make hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. Yeah. And it, it was Reddit that pissed him off that he went to go. He learned how to make a website, how to monetize a website, all because of people pissing him off on Reddit. Just incredible. That that doesn't shock me. And I mean, I'm no stranger to the Vikings subreddit either. Uh, after, you you, after you guys lose, I don't participate. <laughs> yeah, but you observe. like that. That's the thing. Like you go on. Like, God, it's just. I just want to see how but no, but, 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 but you don't I'm think curious. about the Vikings at all. But that's no. that's where your point is. You no. don't think about the Vikings. I don't at think all. about the Vikings because it makes me sound like I don't care. But then I kind of <laughs> but you I care. You think about the Vikings bit. more than we think about the Vikings, which is saying a lot. I don't think that's I true. think it's pretty damn once. Do you know, Adam? I don't know if you've I don't think people have realized this about me that because I'm so what I'll do is when I see stuff that's false about cousins, false about the Vikings, false about Dalvin Cook. That is when I, you know, my my blood starts to flow. If people are, you know, just like in politics or anything, if people are saying stuff is fact that's false, that's when I retweet, do the Triple H sledge, good to go. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, when the Vikings win, like they beat the Packers, I I learned as a teenager, I don't go into work the next day. I don't get on Twitter and start bloviating because yeah. I know within 15 minutes, the Vikings are going to do something stupid and make yeah. me look like an imbecile. So yeah, you'll, come back you'll, you'll, you'll learn that my quote unquote brand, I've never been a shit talker because I like, I don't have the cloud as a Vikings fan to do that. So why would I ruin my good name acting like the Vikings are all badass? I, I yeah. don't, I even have a coworker, uh, we're bringing in a new software at my daytime job and she's a Packer fan. And <laughs> we got on a zoom call. She lives in Florida and after the Vikings beat the Packers and we went an hour long and we you know we said goodbye. And she was like, I am shocked that you didn't bring up the game. And I was like, well, why would I, I was like, it's going to come back to me on January. They're going to get slaughtered and I'm not going to go through that pain. And have you rub it in that? That's very, it's a very kind of Vikings fan sentiment. I feel like a, a <laughs> lot, a lot of Vikings fans, I work with, you know, predominantly Vikings fans too. And we'll have some, some light verbal sparring and whatnot, but it's never anything too serious because there's always the fear mm-hmm. in the back of their mind. Oh yeah. That it's, it's definitely it's that meme. It's down. that meme of like, you know, that, that the carrot, the thing holding the ball or like holding something. And then like that thing creeping up behind it, like. <laughs> grabbing it like just sweat going down our face like we know it's coming and and yep. that's the thing where it's like when you have a lifetime mm-hmm. like you know i only know heartbreak like every viking fan i luckily was not alive during any of the super bowls um but i've i've lived through my fair share of nfc championship losses some of them in just gut-wrenching ways <laughs> um at pivotal moments of my life and you know very formative years so it's it's deep down, it's ingrained, and it's something that like I feel bad that 
you know, if I'm lucky to have kids someday, they're going to be Vikings fans. Mm -hmm. And like, they don't have a choice. I'm sorry. It's the life you're born into. Hopefully it's better in their lifetime, especially in their childhood. And it was for mine. I feel like you got to raise them Viking, but if they come to you at like age 16 and they say, I want to change, they get one change and they stick with that forever. I'll give them break my heart. I would give them ground rules about it. I, I would do my best to be like, just, stick around because hopefully at that point i could say it does get a little better like yeah and i hope i can be like well shit kid you're probably right i probably should have done it but well and, and dustin as a dad i mean mm-hmm. are, are you concerned about the kiddos <laughs> you think they're gonna jump ship or you think they're pretty yeah yeah pretty firmly on board when when my son was like a month old they had a commercial that circulated on nfl games and all that where like an uncle like Bronco fan got to the kid and put him in Chargers clothes, and oh, no. my my wife laughed at it and said, "I bet you that happens to us." And I was like, "Shit, do we have Viking stuff here yet?" I was like, "We need to get them outfitted." So yeah, <laughs> I I would be even 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 the team break breaks your heart or I mean you know about the heartbreak, Kevin. They've lost the four oh, NFC championships. Yeah, so like, loved and lost, never loved at all kind of situation. <laughs> I get so close. I mean, uh, so have we. Like we we got to one not too long ago. Yeah. So yeah. No, I would be heartbroken if either one of my kids came and said I don't like this team. But here's what I do, and I I got very lucky in 2003 when Michael Jordan retired. I latched onto LeBron James, so I can always pivot to a winner. So I'll teach my kids that you know if you really really want to hedge this thing, go cheer for the Yankees or something, or you know I'll t- I'll teach you which basketball player is the hot shit right now who's young. Uh, because that's it's really for my sports fandom. It's it's saved my sanity that uh, I I've ridden in or done, done the ride or die thing with LeBron James since I was 19 years old. Oh, I, a good strategy. I, yeah, I mean, you know, pick an athlete like that's where you see a lot of Patriots fans have done that, or you know, a lot of people they're a Brady fan. You know, they say uh-huh. they 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 don't root against the Patriots. But a lot of them root for him to rooted for him to do well in Tampa, and he obviously has. So, like you know, he's going to win an MVP this year. Yeah, well, yeah, especially like now, it's like every time we get another front runner up there, they all just kind of stop doing well. They have these games <laughs> like Matthew Stafford had in November, where it's like you know, this I, I just tried, pure gut reaction tried to dispute that thought a minute. But you're like, like yeah, no. he is. Yeah, like he's if, leading if, in touchdowns. He's leading, you know, in, in yards are pretty damn close to. It would have like, to be, the, the, the voters would have to be sympathetic to Kyler Murray missing about a month for Brady which, to be edged out of the MVP spot. Or if Jonathan Taylor keeps scoring like four touchdowns. They won't do the running back thing. Yeah. No, I think probably Adrian not, was, but... Adrian was, I think the next running back that wins MVP has to have probably break the record. And have yeah. about 15 touchdowns. That's how much the media has driven quarterbacks to the the front the front of the discussion. Yep. Um, all right. Any any last lingering thoughts before we wrap up here? I mean, you've given us a ton of your time, which is <laughs> no, phenomenal. that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I, just, I, I love just shooting the shit with you. So well, likewise, I got one more, and it's it's a broadly themed, and <laughs> this is just a soapbox moment. So mm-hmm. with with young quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts or Tua Tagovailoa, like Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert have set this bar that when you come into the league in your first game, you you better look like at least a top 15 guy. And for those two dudes, they've looked like top 10 dudes almost from the jump. But I, I, I promise you that most quarterbacks aren't like that. So Jalen Hurts out of the gate against the Cowboys on Monday night, he looked like feces. And even I have, I have two fantasy teams. I'm like, this guy sucks. Why do I have him? I'm going to have to pick up somebody different here in time because he's not going to be able to sustain this. But 
Every single quarterback needs time to be adjudicated. Tua, this last month, has played lights out. Um, if you if your team drafted a quarterback, this even applies to Jordan Love. Like, just because they don't look magical in their first five games, you don't have a bust on your hands. You have to give that guy at least two seasons to grow, probably five games into the third season. Um, because you didn't have to Ma- say that. That was very nice. <laughs> because Mahomes was so, like, the prince you know, to Brady's king, uh, because he came in was so good. Everybody wants to find that, but they're so generational that um, it really raises the bar. So especially hurts, especially to any young quarterback, you have to wait to see if they have it. Unfortunately for like Sam Darnold, it appears, I don't know for Daniel Jones. I don't know. Maybe they need geographical cures elsewhere, but for the, for, for the love of Pete, if your team has a young quarterback, like Zach Wilson, like, don't just say, well, he's a bust. We better go draft. You have to give him a fair shake. What, what about a guy like Baker? Baker, Ooh. I'm convinced that, like, here's another thing. He has a torn labrum. To my wife, I accidentally called that a labia, and that was incorrect. <laughs> uh, it would have been a good tweet, but then I didn't want to get, get savage. Uh, torn labrum. I'm convinced that he is playing, you know, just to do that Farvian thing where he's so tough. And they probably would be better with Keenum. Um, We've seen what Keenum can do in spots, and especially when there's not much expected from. No, with Baker, I think he's. I think he was tunneling towards that Kirk status of pretty darn good, not elite. Whether you like that or you don't, you have to decide. For Browns, you probably do. He's very confusing because you're gonna have to start talking money with him very soon, and yep. you can't you can't give him a huge thing. He's gonna almost have to go into that fifth year and prove it, and that's usually considered disrespectful, uh, contractually speaking. So uh, Baker, I do think there's a good quarterback in there. I think he's really trying to do the Iron Man thing and gut through it. Six and six, it's debatable whether or not that's working. Um, but yeah, if you want to, do you have others in mind? Um, I, I guess I, I was, I'm just kind of looking at the rosters here. Obviously, you know, the Mac Jones is work. They completely hand over the keys to him. So he looks good. Uh, I'm just, mm, there's I, no I, real I wanna, young guys that you touched already on the polarizing yeah. ones, Tua mm-hmm. and Jalen. Um, I, I actually want to retract my thank you. I think that you're trying to incept the Jordan love no, uh, take no. maliciously. <laughs> I think that you're trying to, to get that out there so that, you know, any, any, any evidence or any inclination to keep Jordan love and move on from Aaron Rodgers? I I'm on to you, Dustin. I think I figured out your angle there. <laughs> well, do you, is your gut read right now because you haven't had the, the proverbial or annual playoff loss? Do you think that Rodgers is coming back? Well, I think that it could go either way at this point. Okay. I think that it, obviously if they go down, they win a super bowl or something mm-hmm. like that. Then yeah, probably, you try and probably run it back. Retire. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe that's true. Honestly, (laughs) there's a lot of doors, you know, there's a lot of paths for this to go, but I definitely don't think that it's, you know, he's for sure gone. I think that they were at kind of an, a low point in the off season and things have reconciled a bit there. There's always Mm going to be some tension. So I, I I say it's, it's hit or miss at this point, but I've kind of, I don't know. It's been a long path and I, I'm warming up to Jordan do think, Love. Do you think Devontae stays if Rodgers leaves? I have to give him a whole bunch of money. Yeah, I bet he stays. But uh, I mean, a lot of teams are going to be giving him a whole bunch of money. Yeah, no, I that. mean, that's true. And I don't know. He but follows him. My, my final sign-off on our podcast before the draft this last year was trade Jordan Love. <laughs> and then uh-huh. the draft happened. And ever since then, I've been on a journey of acceptance. So yeah. if it happens, it happens. And we're just going to have to see. <laughs> 
and you know portals. I don't know if you can read the shirt, but this is rude. You keep signing him and cutting him and signing him and cutting him. We didn't, we didn't sign him this time. Yeah. The thing yeah. about Rodgers is that always at this time of year, it always feels great because they're oh, yeah. getting ready for their playoff push, and it's not until the end where the melancholy sets in and then you kind of have the the Jim Morrison adage like the future is uncertain and the end is always near where you start to feel down in the dumps and last year the damn thing oh, yeah. went on for three months and um I guess it I don't I, I don't know if if they'll be healthy enough or good enough to to beat those bucks or cardinals mm-hmm. or rams and I think if they lose then then we're back to where we were on draft day when the news fell out of the sky that he wanted out um so I don't know. Maybe yeah, get Evan him. loves Adam Schefter for that. By the way, he's still still pretty upset at that accumulation of information. Bullshit oh, Schefter people. Schefter has had a, a shady six months, <laughs> yeah. seven months. Yeah, that, when that Dalvin Cook feels thing, Rappaport coming up on him, he's just like, oh shit! I gotta, <laughs> when the gotta Dalvin Cook thing broke and it said that he was suing somebody for assault, I was like, wow, this is getting out in front of something. And then yeah. you know, within a couple hours, the other side came out. And I thought that Jeff like got hoodwinked yeah. and, and then, you know, he almost, I think he had was an apology or did he just say I could have done that better because he was clearly tipped off or like, you know, it was, it was bizarre. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my level of respect for him is, uh, is certainly not going up. I'd say, I don't know. <laughs> He's still a good source of information most yeah. of the time, yeah. but I don't, uh, I don't have journalistic respect for him as another member of the media akin <laughs> to the Schefters of the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez um all right well like i said you you've given us so much of your time uh it's always fun, fun to have you on mm-hmm. i mean just shooting the shit just you know picking your brain a little bit uh really like obviously the content you put out and you know we, we need it in these, these moments with with the vikings now we've kind of we're on the roller coaster where we're at a very low point and i'm sure they're going to do something in the next five games five weeks to to ride us up a little bit just to you know, end maybe at a somewhere in the middle this Thursday, you know, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. Like they're going to watch them go out and just, you know, get everyone's hopes back up being like, what the fuck was that? The last couple of weeks, just blips on the radar. What okay. if they, what if they crushed the Steelers? I, would you, would you be oh, excited? I'm, I am the easiest to be like, you know, it's the <laughs> Al Pacino, you know, just when I thought I was out, I probably back in. It, 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 it doesn't take anything for that for me. So okay. I, I, you know, I, I'm all in. I'm all out. It doesn't matter. I'm <laughs> I'm all over the place. So. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, like I said, you can find Dustin Baker uh, on Twitter at Dust Baker. He's a writer, editor of Vikings Territory. He's also a host of his podcast with Brian McKinney called Believe in Vikings. Uh, it's phenomenal. I've been fortunate to be on it a couple times. Uh, to do a great show. I always have great guests. Uh, a lot of fun, so definitely check them out. Dustin never asked me to come on. So well, don't you don't want to hear. I mean, it could be a. Well, how about when the Packers lose? Maybe you go on. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe that that'll be great to get you in that moment. He's he is fiery in Packer losses, and it's oh yeah, it's yeah. there's not many of them. Like I said, I, I need to get a burn. Yeah, you, you really do. He's an emotional tweeter, but you know he's our he's he's our you emotional tweeter. So, like I said. Find Dustin Baker on Twitter at Dust Baker. Uh, I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co host, Kevin Olm. Kevin, say goodbye to Dustin. Dustin, I respect you. <laughs> Likewise, my man.